Good morning and welcome everyone to another uh, morning for Breakthrough Academy. Uh, we're here in the studio and we're excited to be here. I'm uh, glad that you could all join us. We, we are just so excited for what God's got going to do today, the, uh, the things that we're going to dive into and, and just un, you know, unpack and just have a great time. Um, but really receive of God today and get a new and a deeper revelation of His Word and how He wants us to live, what He has for us. I'm joined here by myself, Josh, as I said, welcome, yeah. and here with Pastor Peter. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Breakthrough Academy. We're, Breakthrough Academy, we, we, we go deep into God's Word so that we get mountain-moving faith. Yeah. It, it stirs our hearts, quickens us. In fact, Josh and I were just having prayer before, and, and we were praying that as God's Word is shared, it has an impact and quickens faith in yeah. people. And that faith brings forth the manifestation of healing and wholeness. Absolutely. So we're believing as we just, as we teach on the word and as we go deep in the word, that word would actually um, bring forth uh, faith. And, you know, and I've shared this in the past. Sometimes people, the deeper they go, the drier they get yeah. because it's like they, they begin to pick the Bible apart. Um, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't think that's an expression of going deep in the Word of God. I think that's going deep in the Word of God in the wrong sense. It's yeah. just going it um, as a mental exercise, and you, you just begin to do that as, um, as something that you're just trying to think about. I believe if you go deep in God's Word, your spirit should get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then as that grows, faith is flourishing, and then you, you manifest um, healing and wholeness and peace and grace wherever you go. Yeah, almost like. Not like let's pulling you in a sense, but like you want to go further. Yeah. It's like you don't want to just leave it where you're at. You want to go. You want to go deeper. You want to have more revelation. You want to know God in a new way. Yeah. It, it's it's a way of getting revelation of God ultimately and His ways, and and um well as um we Second Corinthians says, it's like from glory to glory. Yeah, that's good. Uh, each time we 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 go into the Word of God, we get a, a fresh revelation of Him, and that this grows in us. Yeah. I don't think you could ever get to the Word of God and think, oh, I think I've exhausted that. No, because it's like saying, I know everything there is no about God. I know everything there is about yeah. His ways. No, the deeper we go, the, the more it flourishes in our, in our and our spirit gets strong. So that's what we're praying today as we go deep because we're not just... The Breakthrough Academy is the opportunity we have to go deep into these things. Yeah. And, and that means take our time, you know, Check everything out. Make sure we've got a good, solid foundation. Follow every lead. Yeah, follow it, and make sure we we fully have got hold of everything that, that you know, in a foundational sense. Um, I love doing Breakthrough Academy because I can do that. When we're sharing something, rather than just sort of say gloss over something and just make a reference to it, we can take time, go to the scriptures. Yeah. Because I, um, that's the way I love to learn. Yeah. Um, I really found it difficult reading a book that made big statements and didn't have any scriptures based around it because I thought that's really good. I love what you said, but I sort of need to know that what you've said is also from the Bible, yeah. not just a really good thing yeah. you've said. Yeah. So glad to have everyone here. Welcome, Joe. Glad to have you here, um, and I think we're in for a good morning. I'm just so excited about how each uh, each week, it's like we're just adding on, building, and going further. And I think um, I have to go back and rewatch some of the, the past weeks. But I just love um, where this is going, where this is leading, just how God is amongst this, and and that we're not just as we said a long time ago, not just intellectual exercises or knowing more of the Bible, but this is about. Um, you know, loving God and knowing Him yeah. and knowing His Word and what He has for us and, and, and growing in that faith and having that quickened. So we're excited for today. So let's jump let's, straight let's in. Let's and, jump and, in. And um, 
I, I'm going to um, share on in Shalom. We spoke last week with Ian Slack. We had yeah. um, uh, Pastor Ian from Heritage of Faith Ministries and Jerry Seville Ministries. And um, he, you know, he talked a lot of exciting things. And a couple of things got quickened in my heart as we're sharing. And I said we'll share them today. Shalom and El Shaddai. Mm. Well, well we'll, but you know, we'll just see how far we get. Um, maybe El Shaddai can be next week. But um, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna start with Shalom. But it, um, before we get into that, I just want to say that the reason we're studying this and looking at it is because we're looking at the topic of healing as a part of the covenant. Mm. Because when we study the covenant, we find out it's all about God's way of us connecting with him, being in relationship with him. He defines that relationship so we can have confidence. Um, it gives us the ability to move forward with absolute certainty because he has said it and he's He's put his um, word and his... his um, th um, endorsement. He said, yeah. "This is this is truth, and you can know it, and therefore we can move forth." And one of the things is healing, you know, and that's why we're studying healing. And um, as we've sort of uh, been looking at it, the three things we're looking at: it's number one, it's God's will, mm. because before we can receive it, you've got to know that it's God's will, yeah. because your faith is quickened. Faith comes alive when you know the will of God. Yeah. Faith is based on what God has said and what God is doing. And it was like that leper who said, you know, um, do you want me to be healed? Can, you know, is it something, uh, you know, can you heal me? Yeah. Do you want to heal me? Yeah. Um, and Jesus like, yes, I do want to. It's really important for you to know that. And then we need to know how to receive it. And then we need to know how to minister it and to give it. And um, so I, there was a phrase I used to hear um, when I was growing up and it was sort of go, in Pentecostal circles, there was this phrase, you know, healing is the children's bread. Mm. Healing, And I didn't, for years, I didn't sort of know what they was meant by that. And then one day it dawned on me, it was a reference to Matthew 15. So if we just go there, Matthew 15, verse 16. Um, even 26. Yeah, 16 won't make much sense. Um... Matthew fifteen twenty six, and it was when the um, Syrophoenician woman, the Canaanite woman, came to to Jesus, and mm. she said, "My daughter's cruelly um, demon possessed," and she was begging her. Uh, you know, not she, she was. She's coming, but the disciples saying, "Get rid of her." Jesus didn't say anything until he speaks to her, and he and he says, um, "Let's just jump ahead, jump ahead. Um He said, "It's not right." to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And um, I've spoken on this in the past. I've, I've taught on this. It was a, it was a major um, revelation to me, a, a change in the way I viewed God. When, yeah. I, I, when he said to me one time, you're offended on her behalf. <laughs> and I was walking with an offense towards God that he would ever, ever refer to yeah. her as a dog or, yeah. you know, and this, this, I, I just, I was like, I would never be offended front on with God, but in my heart I was. And I didn't recognize Around it. Back, yeah. And so God said, you know, you're offended. He said, you know, she wasn't offended. And I'm like, I never thought of it like that. The one person that probably should have been wasn't offended. Yeah. And so, so I was like, you're offended, but she wasn't. And I'm like, I never thought of it like that. He said, well, you know, think about it. You know, go, go. <laughs> so I went back and I studied and I thought, and I discovered that he was actually doing a masterful thing to bring healing to a Canaanite woman yeah. when he'd been sent to the lost sheep of Israel yeah. and he had a narrow window of opportunity which we um, of, of opportunity narrow window of ministry which we now long no longer walk under yeah um, so we are we are able to now 
um, look at what he did and how he got that to her. But he said this, made this phrase, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs yeah. that fall from the master's table. She was saying, I know that's where your ministry is. But by faith, as you're ministering that, there can be an overflow, overflow that's good. and I'm just going to get the overflow. Yeah. And he said, well done, you got it. He said, you know, and he said, oh, your faith is great. And otherwise he's like, well done. You, 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 you were able to pull this healing out of the narrow window to the Israelites and realize, hey, the heart of God. See, what she was saying, the revelation she had was what God's desire and heart is, is to bring healing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, even though it's um, only being ministered to a narrow place, you can catch his heart and yeah. you can catch what his purpose is. And she said, crumbs can overflow off the thing. But, you know, like if, if there's no bread, yeah, there's no crumbs. Yeah. And, oh. and even in that situation, if he did not want her to have healing, he perhaps could have, I don't know, he could have ignored her. Well, he could have told her to go away. He could have told her to That's go away. The, the disciples said... Um, I, I thought that he was telling, I, when you, if you asked me many years ago, what happened in this story? I say, well, this woman came, she wanted healing. You know, they, to, they told her, everybody yeah. told her to go away. Yeah. But when I looked at it, it was Jesus never actually responded. It was the disciples who were, um, who were um, upset by it. Yeah. Um, and so they said, send her away because she keeps on crying out after us. They can't understand why Jesus won't actually just tell her to get lost. Yeah. Um, but he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and bowed down before him and said, Lord, help me. Yeah. It's not, and he said, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. What he wanted to say is he wanted her to say, yes, it, this isn't in the, in the normal way I'm getting this. I'm not saying I'm an Israelite. I'm not saying I'm in that covenant, but I'm saying healing has come and we are getting this spillover. Mm -hmm. And he said, well done, you've got it. But it, she, he used that phrase, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And I realized that was the, um, that was the, um, the, the basis of where that phrase came, healing is the children's bread. Yeah. And what it means is that um, when children get up in the morning, they don't, they don't have to say, I wonder whether I'll be fed today. You know, we, we've got um, Kyra, good morning with, um, at your mum's house, good morning. watching on YouTube, and, and Teresa from America. It's lo I love it when the, uh, Teresa joins us from over um, with Brother Jerry's church and his ministry over awesome. there in America. So that's so cool. that's pretty exciting. But um, I'm thinking of Kyra this morning. Um, when Levi wakes up in the, every morning, he does not think, I wonder, I really am not sure, will they, will they feed me? Like it doesn't enter his head because the children's bread, or in yeah. his case, the children's porridge, um, <laughs> is provided. It's a net, it's part, he's part of the family. Yeah. He's got a relationship with his parents. He's not thinking when I wake up, I wonder if they will feed me. Yeah. It just doesn't enter his head. That's right. All that enters his head is when will they feed me? <laughs> and you know, and, and, you and know, if I speak up now, they'll yeah. feed me now. Well, do you want to feed me now? Well, sometimes he's like, I'll go and play my, you know, play my drums. He, yeah. he loves his drums. He'll go and play his drums and then he'll get fed. But he, he's not thinking, will I won't? It's like, just when will I? And if I'm hungry now, I just say, um, you know, can I, you know, be fed now? And and Kyra will feed him that straight away. Or if he, it, healing is the children's bread. Means the children are not having to wonder. Yeah, is it a provision for me? Yeah, that's it's good. given. It's an. It's just their provision. It's there. It's there. It's their provision made for them. And what they need to do is just receive it. Yeah. Now this um, Canaanite woman saying, oh, 
I would love. She's looking from the she's looking from the outside, saying she's not in that house. Yeah, she's not. It, it's not. It isn't. Is it isn't made a provision because she's outside of that covenant that God hadn't provided for. She's outside looking through the window, going, "Oh, I love some of that. Yeah. I love some of that." And um, and um, and that was why Jesus. Well, this is actually for the the covenant children. That's the only. That's the place for it at the moment. She goes, ah, oh, but you know what? I do notice that when the, the scraps are knocked down and our dog will, will <laughs> eat it, there's no problems because it, it's the overflow. Yeah. All right. She says, this is, "Can I get? Uh, can I get some of the overflow?" And he goes, she, "He goes, yes, you can. You can. You can do that. I'm gonna." But now, through what Jesus has done, he said, "Go into all the world. Mm. Go ye into all the world." Yeah. We are not in that restricted time That's right. and place of just the Israelites. Now we, it, it has come, and we've studied this. You can go back and look at our old academy teaching um, on Galatians and and the covenant that we've talked about. How now we have entered into the blessings of Abraham through Jesus, because we're in Jesus. Yeah. The blessing that was spoken to the seed of Abraham is now our blessing. That's so good. Yeah. So. Um, I would just go back and show those scriptures, but we've done that over and over again. We've done it multiple times. So you just need to go back and watch some previous messages to, to, to see that all unpacked. But it says, but here he's talking about the children's bread. So now we can say, ah, oh, that children's bread is our bread. It is ours. It's our provision. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to get up in the morning. You don't have to wake up today and say, I wonder if God wants me healed. Hmm. That's, you know, it's, like, it's the children's bread. It's just provided. What you have to work out is how can I lay hold of it and how can I use it to feed others? Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's my aim. My aim because you know that, that porridge is sitting in the cupboard. It needs to be prepared. It needs to be set down. Levi does not get it just by wanting it. He's actually got to then um, apply. He's you know someone's got to put it in front of him. He's got to put a spoon and he's got to eat it. Yeah. And the same as healing. It, it, just because it's the children's bread doesn't mean it's automatically manifested. Because there's other things, our unbelief, the the the, um, uh, the restrictions that the enemy puts on, and 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 his in a battle. You know the um, book of James says you know resist the enemy. Yeah. And you know, and he will flee from you. Well, we've got to take authority, and we've got to resist. And uh, oh, there's my wife Christine joining us as well. So great to have you. Um, we've done this many times, taken hold of the, the provisions of God, and then by faith, we've got to activate them and stand on yeah. them. And there's a whole lot of these things. And that's what we're talking about there. Um, uh, okay, yeah. Levi's only question is whether you have porridge or wheat bits. That's the question. That's the question. Well, what, 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 which, which of my foods will I have, you know, today? And that, that's a great attitude to have. Yeah. You know, and that's what children should have. It's a, and there's a sense in that it's the, um, just the natural understanding. And they're not, they're not wrestling with yeah. bigger questions of who provides it. You know, when do you go to the grocery store? You know, it's just I believe it'll be there because my parents will look after me and make sure I have food. That, and he doesn't wake up wondering. You know, oh, have they been to the grocery store? Will the credit card, um, you know, have enough money on it? Will you know, um, you know, has the supply chain, you know, been providing? There's a drought in um, Western Australia. Has it affected the wheat crops? You know, <laughs> he is not thinking about any of that. He just wakes up saying, "Food here now." Yeah, I, I'm going to have some wheat bix this morning. I'm going to have porridge. He doesn't know how it gets there. He doesn't care about that. He just has confidence in that. And I think that's the that's the essence of it. We just need to to say, you know what? There's I know how it, you know. There's a big picture out there, but like a child, yeah. I just come and I receive that um, 
And so that's what we're, we're aiming to do is just to, to develop that childlike trust and confidence in what God has provided. Mm. And so, um, and one of the things that opened this up to me and gave me a great understanding, like I said, because of, because of my nature and because of the, and, and I, when I say nature, I believe it's the gifting and calling on my life that is, is strong on me is to go into these things and dig around and not just sort of take someone's word. I, I, I you know, I, you know, someone says something, I, I'm greatly impressed by, you know, the, who they are and what they've, you know, where they've come from. Yeah. But then I want to know, oh, where did they get that from? Because that's sort of, yeah. you know, I, I, I've always liked to go back to the first um, um, reference to something to make sure that they, it hasn't been misunderstood or, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, we, I can see what you said, but that's not quite what it said. And we all benefit from that when we have a leader who is like that. Yeah, and, and I don't, ex and, and there's part of me, I don't expect everyone to have that, um, bulldogs that I, I, I dig back, 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 back until I, I'm comfortable. Ah, that's go to what, the original text. Yeah, and go find to the original text. You know, and you know, and, and that's why you know, um, and you know, I know others are like this. You know, there, there's people with, with you know scholars and that, and that's what they do, and they yeah. dig and, and they help. So that's part of my anointing, and I believe that, and one of the things that God has um, consistently spoken, people prophetically um, spoken spoken in my life. Um, very well-known prophets around the world. Um, whenever I've come to them, um, um, Christine, you might be help me. Who who is the man who would um, give give the scriptures and you'd write them down? Um, a really well-known prophet. Um, you, um, I think you'll know when I when I'm speaking there. Um, uh, Dick Mills. Dick Mills. Thank you, Christine. She <laughs> she thought it and I thought it. Dick Mills. Um, he. You might, some, some of you might know, have heard of Dick Mills. He was a, a great prophet and um, God put it in his heart. In fact, what the Lord told him to do was to memorize every promise in the Bible. Mm. Right now, there was, you might say, how do you do that? There was actually um, a, a series of books put out by, I think, a scholar called Henry Lockyer, if I remember his name correctly. And he would go through the Bible and make lists and the list became actually a book. Yeah. So every promise in the Bible, every reference to the name of God in the Bible, and it was a series. And each book would. So he just like he dove deep. And so Dick Mills, the Lord put on his heart, said, "Go through the book, and it's actually a thick book. Yeah. Every promise in the Bible, and he memorized every one of them. Wow. And I, I believe there was a supernatural yeah. anointing on that. Like, it just like when I think of that, like, <laughs> how, how can you do that? And and then, but what he said was he. The Lord wanted him to have those a resource, so he's got like 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 a, over, you know like thousands mm. of promises in his spirit yeah. of what God has said. Wow. And when he would come and he'd see you and he'd begin minister, the Lord would say that promise, that promise, that promise, that promise, and he'd give you those four promises. Oh wow, that's cool. That's right? so cool. Okay, so and um, so I was in a couple of different meetings, now many years apart, and he was there and he would prophesy and he gave me prophecies. I was in line with him once to go into a. Um, uh, Jack Hayford meeting, a pastor's meeting in America, mm. and he was behind me, and I was like, mate, you know, and um, he'd had a prophetic word over Pastor Ricky many years ago, yeah. which helped him to understand his callings and what, so I was like, oh, he's a man of God that's had an influence into my father-in-law, my, my pastor, and um, so, would, you know, and Christine was with me, turn around, and um, as he's talking to me, he goes, and he just gets out his notebook, and he gives me scriptures, and he says, this is what the Lord's just been speaking to me about for you. So I've got those scriptures at home. Oh, and then cool. I was um, at another meeting years later, and he gave me some scriptures again. Do you know what I mean? That's and, good. And I remember, you know, the amazing thing was he gave me scriptures, 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 like that, you know, and there'll be like eight scriptures. And um, at the time, he was just speaking them, and there was a friend of ours sitting there, and 
writing oh, them wow. down because he was praying for me. She was just writing them down. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's really good. And um, she gave them to me after the meeting. And I'm looking, and so I'm reading those scriptures, and one of them didn't quite make sense. It was like, oh, I didn't really. Sort of, I'm trying. And so I wasn't sure. So he was about. He was. He'd been talking to people about to head out. So I thought, oh, I go and I said, you know, excuse me, you know, um, Pastor Dick, you know, um, this reference here. And as he looked at, it, he said, and he just changed the verse number. He just he just said, it's the wrong verse number, <laughs> and he gave it. And I'm like, okay. He says, you know, because like you. it was instead of like, you know four seven, he says it's four seventeen. And I go, oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how did he even know what I was going yeah. to? Oh, he, he, just, he just, he just was like, wow. <laughs> he remember, so cool. he remembered the promise that I'd he'd given, and he said that's the wrong reference. And four seventeen. I go, okay, got it. And I looked at, it makes more sense. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this around. So um, all that to say, he's given me this prophetic word. He's given me this prophetic word years later. And you think a lot of, and it was, there was similarities, and there was a flow that was the same in both. Yeah. And one of the flows, and this has come through others, is that um, signs and wonders will flow through my ministry. Mm. And so as a teacher, you often think, ah, revelation will flow, understanding yeah. will flow, that people will gain a strong understanding of God's word. They'll be, but every time it's been, no, the prophetic word is, not just that people will get um, revelation, but signs and wonders will flow from that. It, it's a ministry of the miraculous. Yeah, that's good. And um, so I, I press into that and I meditate on that. And, you know, people at like Ruth um, Heffler and others, uh, Ruth Carneal, have all prophesied very similar things. Yeah. And that there's a, a ministry of signs and wonders. So I understand that in all my diving deep and in all my digging to the, 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 um, the base, it's going to flow out in a ministry of actual signs and wonders. Mm. And I'm saying that today for you to receive of that ministry. Believe in that, that as we study, this is going to result in signs and wonders. In fact, um, I, I declare this to, to you today. I, I encourage you to do this. If there's a part of your body that you're really having this withstand, or maybe you're believing for someone else, a child or, or a friend or someone like that, and you know what they're going through. As we study the scriptures, I want you to say these scriptures are speaking to that situation. Yes. All right. That's good. So you've you know you've got you've got that that sore knee. You say, hey knee. Every scripture we're going to talk about today, you, it, it's going to work in you. Yeah. Um. To you know to my child who is you know really struggling with this you know um, you know symptom in the name of Jesus. As we read the scriptures, you know you hear this. You hear what God's saying because we're believing for signs and wonders to be. To be manifest, and that's what people will remember. Often they'll take the teaching and enjoy that and be blessed and encouraged. But the miracle will have such an impact. Yeah. they'll say, "Wow, so look good. what God has that's done." That's true. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get uh, it, we're going to bring the the children's bread to you this morning, and you are just going to learn to receive it, take it to yourself, impart that into your body, and also take that to others. And so one of the things that I was diving deep into and getting this understanding. Um, was something that um, Billy Brim, a, 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 a preacher from America, um, she has a great ministry into Israel and um, a lot about the Hebrew language and things mm. like that, as well as ministry of the prophetic, um, the end times. Um, and she had, she did a series of teaching many years ago with, I think she was with Gloria Copeland, um, Brother Copeland, um, on their TV series. And she, was, she said, oh, there's a Hebrew word that she said, you know, I want to tell you about. Uh, and it's shalom. 
Um, now, if anyone has met, you know, anyone to do with Israel, the word shalom is a common word. It's a, it's a greeting. It's yeah. you know, shalom. If you meet someone, shalom. If you're, if you're going goodbye, it's sh you know, hello, shalom when we meet and shalom when we go. All you know? encompassing. Yeah, it's just a, it's a shalom. And, um, and I'd always understood the, the, you know, what does shalom mean? It just means peace. Peace to you. And um, so when, when I greet, I say, hey, peace to you. Mm. When we're going, peace to you, shalom. So I got that. And she said, I want to tell you about this word shalom. And she began to unpack it. And um, as she did, it was like, and, and I know the Copelands had the same impression. They're like, this is what we've been teaching for, for you know, all this time, like 20 years, say, <laughs> or you know, up to that point. We've been teaching this, but we didn't know yeah. there was a word that, was it? Do you know what I mean? We were just teaching the concepts and the, the principles, and it's and I was like, I'm in a, and it's almost like my mouth. This is amazing, and I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate Billy Brim saying it. Yeah, this is the teaching gift coming out. <laughs> That's very nice, Billy. Do you know what I mean? But you know, I um, <laughs> and Peggy Murphy has said good morning, shalom, shalom, <laughs> yeah. shalom to you, Peggy. Um, you know, so I'm like, yeah, that's really good. But that's Billy Brim saying it. Yeah. And that's Billy Brim saying it on the Hebrew language. I'm not an expert in the Hebrew. I can't judge this. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying I was skeptical. I'm like, nah. I'm just saying, I'm like, oh, that's really good. But I'm not, I can't hang my, all my, my belief system on yeah. something that might just be her interpretation. Yeah. I just said, okay, well, I want to dig a little bit deeper. And then the most amazing thing happened is I began to dig into this word shalom and began to understand it. In fact, I want to, let, let, let's just start with one scripture and then we can, um, um, oh, where are we going? Okay. Let's go to Isaiah 53, verse 5. Isaiah 53. Some people, as I'm, as I'm pausing here looking for, you know, um, I know with, with with Jordan when I'm doing this, sometimes I'm like, he goes, it's just there, Dad. You know, just push your finger on it. But the trouble is, as I'm going here, my head's going into the next scriptures, and I've got to come back and actually press the button. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, so I'm not looking for it. I've, I've just a pause while I'm working it. Isaiah 53:5 says, "He was wounded because of our rebellious deeds, crushed because of our sins. Mm. He was he endured punishment that made us well. Because of his wounds, we have been healed." All right, and you say, okay. That's really good. Where's shalom or peace? It doesn't even mention that. We're in the New English translation. So um, let's just cut back to the New American. Uh, well, let's go back to the... I'm going to guess the King James. Um, oh, I don't do that one. I'll do that one. Okay. Yeah, because there we go. Good old King James. You can rely on it to have the, you know... Um, the scriptures as we learnt them as a child. That's what I was looking for. Um, Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Of our peace. And it's pretty easy if we go into the... Um, um, the, the Hebrew word for that. There you go, Josh. And if you can read Hebrew. Yeah. Um, you don't go shalom. It's shalom. It's going that way. Didn't know. Yep, right to left. So go across. That's as far as I go. Um, <laughs> shalom, you've got to you know, just imagine that the, the sounds, the spellings are often a little bit different as it comes into English language. But this is shalom, peace, a masculine noun meaning peace or tranquility. All right, 
Uh, this Hebrew term is used 237 times in the Old Testament. All right, and is used to greet someone. Okay, so shalom, shalom, shalom. Um, but here it is being used in Isaiah 53, talking about the work of the cross. And it's got nothing in what I can see about um, greeting. Yeah. It's just, what's this word? Peace. And um, so this word, 237 times throughout the Old Testament. And then I said, and Billy Broom began to explain how it came about. And I'm like, okay, that's good, Billy. That's, that's nice, Billy. But I don't trust Billy. But I do, do you know what I mean? But I want to know Billy's sources. Yeah. I want to go behind what, where, where did Billy, why is Billy able to say that? Yeah. Because she is saying this. So what happened was, this is the most, you know, thing I, was, I, I just loved. <coughs> and, and I'm going to take you on the same sort of journey. Um, I went to some resources like, um, and this is, I'm just bringing it, this is um, the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, the one that's, that was um, published in the last, you know, 40, 50 years. Um, there was one that was published 120 years ago, so I'm just, mm. don't get confused. This is um, volume three of this. It's a, it's, it's a four-volume work. It's just a dictionary of Bible words. Is that also an online resource, or is it just a book? Um, it's probably online. Um, you've probably got to pay for it, okay. maybe. It's, it's, oh, it's, it would be something you'd pay for. Yeah, because it, uh, some of these resources you can't just get free. You might yeah. be able to. That's um, something that you've what, what, discovered. What I'm, what I'm explaining about for many years, I, de I found a free version of this online, yeah. the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. I put it on my Bible app, and I, th I was wrapped because like, this was hundreds of dollars to when, when I had to buy it, buy it as a hard copy. Yeah. Now I had it online for free, and I'm like, ooh, high five. And then I only discovered you know, about 12 months ago, um, there was two International Standard Bible Encyclopedias, one published in like 1907, and then this one, which is totally unrelated, but just had exactly the same name. Yeah. The one from 1907 is the free one I've been reading. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I thought I had access to this all the time. So now I have to actually get it out and, and look at <coughs> the physical pages. But I'm sure it's had that. But I'm, I'm mentioning that to you. That's probably not the most important part is when it's published. But it's a, it's, it was recommended as a, a great scholar's reference. Yeah. It was like, you know, you know, there's some foundational works. You can just lean into them and, you know, that's really well researched yeah. and it's really well done. Okay, it's not, it's not, you know, it's trying to just be a scholarly presentation of things. The other one I went into, there's a famous series of books. I think there's about 10 volumes of this, right? This is volume two, um, and it's a theological dictionary of the New Testament. And it's like, you know, as far as I understand, like the gold standard of Greek dictionaries. And it takes every Greek word and goes into all its history. Um, its usage, its usage in the Bible, its usage outside the Bible, like in, 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 in Greek terms, Greek other works. and It's just an amazing book, mm, yeah. all right? And um, 10 volumes, but you have to be able to actually um, read and process Greek in order to do it because it doesn't, it uses the Greek characters and things like yeah. that. So then they, um, thankfully for more people like me, I do have, I have a set of those which I occasionally go to, but this one is like a condensed version for people who don't understand and follow the Greek, and it just puts it into a sh short term. Reason I say that, these books are not put out by word of faith preachers. Yeah. This is not Gloria Copeland or Billy Bram. These are the, the, um, the resources that every Bible scholar can go, down, go to and know that you're getting just really good um, foundational understanding. When I went to these books, 
on the word shalom, I felt like I'd untapped Brother Copeland's teaching. <laughs> I felt like this is word of faith. <laughs> now, they're not word of faith book, reference books, yeah. but you'll see with me, it's like this is the teaching I've been receiving and hearing. Yeah. And it's like, it's just there. It's because it's not, because ultimately that's it. It's not word of faith teaching, it's Bible teaching. But what had happened was that it just connected all the things I was hearing into this is the Bible, this is the Bible basis for it. So um, what I did, I actually um, typed out a number of the notes and um, I printed them and, and, I, you know, and, I, and I stuck them in the back of my Bible. Yeah. All right. And I've taken a photo of that to um, put here because I wanted to be able to show it on the screen. So where's my photos? All right, so here it is. So, so there you can see, that's, that's what I've, I've taken a summary of bits and pieces from all those notes and I typed them all up, printed them off and stuck it into the back of my Bible so I would have it there. All right, so I want us to look at what um, this word, and it's got, complete with my um, my um, spelling, do you see? Unharmed, I, I mistyped unharmed. All right, don't blame them. That's my typing of their work. I was just typing it out. I just, you know, I'm looking at, ah, oh, blow it up big, and then you see, uh, <laughs> I see my printing error. You, you, you weren't thinking, oh, when I show this to the, yeah, uh, this, the this, Academy this, in years to come. Yeah, this was just for me. I, I was not thinking this is gonna be for anybody else. So anyway, okay, the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, peace, or the Hebrew word shalom. Um, also, this is how it's also translated favor or prosperous, safety, farewell, welfare, welcome, properity. Uh, don't know what properity is. Unharmed, ignore the why. Greetings, good news, sound, harmony, etc. So, this word, they're saying it's got a lot here. Now, in the Old Testament, There's a lot packed into it. This is okay. In the Old Testament, the concept of peace in the Old Testament is most often represented by the Hebrew root shalom, you know, without the vowels and its derivatives. The noun shalom, one of the most significant theological terms in scripture. All right. What they're saying is, if you get your head around shalom, if you get your head around, you will, um, it, it will help you understand a lot of theology and understanding of God yeah. in the Bible. Okay. Um, it has a wide semantic range, stressing various nuances of its basic meaning. Basic meaning. Okay. So you'd say, oh, hide that. What's its basic meaning? Peace. Peace. All right, because we say that's what, how it's printed. No, basic meaning, totality or completeness, not peace. Its basic meaning is totality or completeness. And this is what Billy Brim said. Billy Brim pointed out the fact that the Hebrew words um, would be based on a root word. Yeah. All right, so there's only, and she's like, there's only 247 root words or something. Go to Billy Brim for that. You know, there's only so many root words. So you learn those root words and then each root word has its, you know, all its family of understanding. Yeah. Shalom is based on the root word, and the root word means wholeness, completeness. That's that's the foundation of it. And so I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So like, that's really good, Billy. But then I come here, it's like, that's exactly what the scholars say. <laughs> so, you know, um, the, the nuances can include fulfillment. Um, I'm up here now. Include fulfillment, completion, maturity, soundness, wholeness, both individual and communal, community, harmony, tranquility, security, well-being, welfare, friendship, agreement, success, and prosperity. Ah, oh, prosperity. <laughs> this is not Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> this is some scholar. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it sounds like 
the gospel I've been hearing. Yeah. <laughs> These are all the terms and this is the whole concept, you know, that when Jesus came um, and to, to bring us into wholeness, yeah. this is all the sort of stuff that we're talking about. This because, you know, this is not just gospel, I save me from sin. No, but then sin and then everything else that flows out from that. All right. Um, so then uh, this is another part. Um, Cause it's a, sorry, cause it's a root word or whatever. There's no bias on it. It's all. That's the thing. This, this teaching is not biased. It's not trying to um, actually sort of influence you on, a, on, a, on a, a teaching stream. Yeah. It's just telling you what the word is about and how it's used and how it was understood by the people who used it. Mm. All right. So it's not, it's not saying, oh, this is, this is what, you, you know, um, a teaching lifestyle. It's just saying, I'm just, we're just teaching what this word is. Yeah. All right. Um, and um, so it says, the prophets declare emphatically that God himself is the source of true peace, this shalom. Um, well, you know, let's look at those scriptures. Isaiah 56, 12. Uh, 56.12, did you say? Yeah. Um, 26.12. Yep. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. This will make more sense. All those that are locked in 56.12. I, <laughs> I went there, I'm like... Yeah. Oh. Can't see peace here, but... <laughs> Um, and let's get out of the King James. Let's go back to the New English translation. Oh, I'll, I'll go to the New American. Um, Lord, you will establish peace for us mm -hmm. since you have also performed for us all your works. Who's going to bring peace to Israel? Who's going to bring... So, you know, it goes beyond... You know, what is this peace? Now, um, let's jump ahead a little bit and, and go to where peace is normally understood by a Western thinking person. Mm. So when I say the word peace... And um, this is what I'm generally thinking of, which is then what I would put on the word shalom because I understood peace. So I'm sort of taking my thinking today and going backwards. Yeah. All right. Peace. And funnily enough, um, let's, um, okay. This is sort of what the Greeks had as well. I'm just jumping ahead a little bit. So in the New Testament... They don't use the word shalom, obviously. They use the Greek word arene, which means um, peace. Um, anyone, anyone you know called Irene? She's called peace. That's where it comes from. Irene, yeah, yeah. from the name of Irene. Corresponding to the Hebrew shalom in the Old Testament, the Greek is arene. Um, let's just skip down this little part. In classical Greek, so where are we? In classical Greek, arene primarily signified the absence of conflict, all right? So yeah. peace, and it's the opposite, um, opposite um, um, in the New Testament references to the political and military spheres, arena is used in the classical sense to note the opposite of war, mm. all right? So when I say you're at peace, I mean you're not fighting. Yeah. All right, if you're at peace, there's peace between us, means we're not fighting. You're in harmony. Okay, and that is 
the classical sense of Greek, which is also, I would suggest, the classical understanding in English. Yeah. When I say the word peace, I mean, ah, you're peaceful. You're not at, you're not, you're, um, you're not, you're at rest. You're not fighting. There's no conflict. You're able to sit peacefully. There's peace in this country means that there's no war. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting peacefully in my chair, which means a sense of serenity and um, calmness. Yeah. There's no, there's not, you know, if I, if I showed you a picture of someone and there's stuff happening and, and, and people fighting around and words and noise, you say, well, that's not very peaceful. Yeah. That's not a very peaceful place, you know, but calming, little bit, you know, where they put the, um, the little scented candles, mood, to relax. soft lighting. Ah, comfortable. You're, you're, you know, you're not wearing a, a tuxedo. You're yeah. wearing, you know, comfortable clothes. Sitting there, open fire. Nice to the senses. Nice to the senses. You say, well, that's very peaceful. Um, yeah. So I'm just looking at some of the notes here. <laughs> okay. A uh, few things is Caleb's missing the handsome bald guy from last week. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all miss Pastor Ian. But, um, today, I wasn't sure if that was Caleb or Kyra speaking. Yeah, I think that's Caleb because Kyra is actually listed as Kyra. Oh, there she uh, is. And um, is it possible to get a copy of these notes, including the tie Yes, I will. I'll, I'll make this available. <coughs> that's a good idea. You can have my notes with my highlights and my um, um, my typo in it. Um, yes, and for, Caleb said from reading the new uh, New English translation, they seem to deliberately avoid translating Shalom as peace. As a result, they usually use prosperity. Yeah, they, they, they try and sort of bring in some of these other thoughts that yeah. when you just said peace, it's not that the, the word peace is wrong. It's just that the tendency is to lock it into this absence of war, peace yeah. sort of thing. So if we're at peace, it means we're just not fighting. Yeah. All right. So, so when I hear the Israeli, Israeli saying shalom, I say, oh, you know, peace. Yeah. To you. I'm thinking, let's not be fighting. Let's be putting putting one word trying to encompass. Like a lot of words, yeah. So well, I can so, understand that. Yeah. So for us, we just they, they, you know the concept of peace is just very narrow. Yeah. Now what happened is that um, you had the Old Testament word shalom, which had a narrow part meaning peace, but a much broader, solid thing about this completeness, wholeness. But then you brought it to a, a people, and then you say, okay, now we've got to translate it. Now we have, you know, we've done the whole translation thing. Do you know what I mean? So the Hebrew Bible was translated into Greek Bible, and that's known as the Septuagint, yep. um, or LXX is often written. You know, so the Septuagint is that Greek version. And so, okay, whenever they came across shalom, they would use the Greek word arene. All right, so that that's the word they would put in there. Now the difficulty being is that someone possibly reading that. Is not thinking of the, all the Hebrew meaning. Yeah. They're just thinking of the narrow Hebrew yeah, meaning. Okay. But what they said is that the people who were using this word in the Greek sense were people that understood the Old Testament co concept. So they understood shalom. They yeah. understood the fullness of it. And so that they say, oh, when that Greek word is being used, they put a bigger meaning on the Greek word than the Greeks had for it. Right. All right, okay. so the Greeks had a narrow meaning. Yeah. But when they started using the Greek word, because they needed to use the Greek word to write it down in, in Greek, they would use it, but they wouldn't say, but when we, when we say Irene, we actually mean the Shalom yeah. version of it. So, the, um, That's um, so you can sort of see, oh, yeah. Where did I get this from? How do you know this? Well, it's because it's what they just said. I just, <laughs> I just, I just told you. What, 
I'm not that, you know. In general, however, the New Testament's use of arene is influenced much more by that of the Septuagint, that the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible, many of the, um, many of the people, and even Jesus would have read that translation. So it's where the term is used almost invariably to translate Hebrew shalom. Thus, arene in the New Testament has taken on the broader connotations of well-being completeness, inner satisfaction, the contentment and serenity that derive from having lived a full life. The peace that Jesus gives is qualitatively different from that which the world can give. You know, John 14, 27. So, you know, this, um, let's just look at that scripture. Jesus says to them, peace I leave with you my peace i give to you mm. not as the world gives yeah. do i give to you but um so when he said that um he would have said it actually in in um um arabic um in the language that they, they spoke aramaic aramaic that's, that's wrong aramaic he's well done josh good pickup and um, he spoke it in aramaic and um but then when it came to be written down it had to be put into Greek. Yeah. So the Greek word they use. Let's have a go and have a look. Um, John fourteen twenty. Uh, peace. Here it is. Oh, guess what word they use? They use the word Greek. Arene. Um, all right. What does it mean in a civil sense? The opposite of war <laughs> and dissension. Peace, harmony. All right. So, yes, that's what it means. But. Um, what we have here is this understanding is that when Jesus used it, he wasn't saying, hey guys, don't be fighting. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he said, my peace, the, the, the peace that the world can't bring. Now, the world can bring a sense of absence of war. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 you know, put you in a, a, a cool room and night, you know, candles and... You know, and, and you can bring something of a peace. But he said, no, I, I bring a peace. I bring a wholeness. I bring a completeness. I bring a life to you that's well beyond what the world can bring. Yeah, so I speak that to you now. So I speak arene, which means shalom to you. So, when we, so there, there's a sense when we see arene. Now, what they're saying is when it's used in a civil sense or a government sense, it's probably using it in the classical sense. Yeah. But many other times when it's used in the New Testament, the writers were thinking of shalom. Yeah. So we That's need good. to lean heavily. And we'll go back to seeing the, the Old Testament version of it in a second. Um, so, um, yeah, so we got to John 14, 27. Okay. And then, and, and <laughs> yeah, I will, I will send this out to you because look, so when the following scriptures are taken from the text on the New Testament concept of peace, God of peace, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the normal, the normal among Christians is to have this peace, um, husband and wife to be in peace, peace with God, unity within the church, peace within all men. Um, Jesus is the mediator, gospel of peace, and Christ's commission. Now you've got to realize this is my summary of their notes, which go for multiple pages. <laughs> all right. So there's a lot that I've just put here. But what it shows is, this concept of arene, which is from Shalom, is integrated into a whole lot of the Christian teaching in the yeah. New Testament. All right, and this is not Billy Broom and this is not Kenneth Coven. This is some guy who's, you know, or some, you know, t a, a, you know, a group of men who have come. This is what Shalom means, and this is what arene means in the New Testament. Yeah, that's good. All right, so it's like, cool. You know, I like that. 
All right, so let's go backwards a little bit because we're now we're saying, okay, in the, in, the, in the New Testament, they've picked up on this. So anytime the, the Greek word is used, um, most times it's going to be a reflection of their understanding of shalom. So let's try and go back and get an understanding of shalom and what it means. Um, um, okay, oh, let's go a bit bigger. The sense of well-being and fulfillment that comes from God is dependent on his gracious presence is in this light that peace is sometimes invoked as a spiritual blessing upon another. The key passage associating peace with the divine presence is the conclusion of the ironic, uh, ironic? Sounds like ironic. Aaron, Aaron's benediction. <laughs> um, Numbers 9.26. So let's look at this. Um, we spoke about this actually last week. This is what one of the things that prompted uh, numbers. I say six, twenty-six. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not there. Yeah, number six, twenty-six. Okay. Um, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, "Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You, you shall say to them, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you." Yahweh lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel and I will bless them. So this blessing comes upon them and he says, the Lord's going to put his countenance on you, which is going to look means to look upon you favorably and with his blessing. And it says, and give you peace. peace. All right. Um, and then we have to say, okay, now our understanding is that's not just... Um, I'll stop there being a sense of war, or I'll make you feel calm. This yeah. is the thing. I don't. It's not a feeling. Yeah. All right. That's good. See, so so peace to us is a feeling, a feeling of inner peace, or a place of absence of war. But this word shalom is actually no, no, no. Um, it's rooted. Remember what it was rooted in? Wholeness, completeness, lacking nothing. And Billy Brim said this, and this is the phrase which um, has captured my heart and. Uh, um, Bless you with peace, um, which is in a wholeness completely lacking nothing. Yeah. You know, shalom, no, nothing lacking. Yeah. And, and so when when one Hebrew was saying to the other Hebrew, says, "Hey, go in shalom," means I don't want any part of your life lacking in any way. Yeah. So um, emotionally, I don't want you to be agitated. That's good. Physically, I don't want you to be missing any healing. Financially, I don't want you to be in debt to mm. anyone. Um, Relationally, I don't want you to be out of sorts with anyone. Be in good standing. Yeah. I want you to be good standing with your community. I want everything. I want about your life to be complete yeah. and whole. That's good. Shalom. And where does it come from? And God says, ultimately, he said, now this comes from my favor upon you, my blessing upon you. And so let's go back to a scripture we had just a little while ago. Um, Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our shalom. Um, I'll put that back in the New American. The, the chastening. Um, uh, he, a New English translation. He endured punishment that made us well. Mm. Now, again, this is narrow because it, it's a sort of sense in the healing sense. A yeah. physical sense. But it's also a spiritual sense. He made us... Um, you know, not sick in terms of our sin. Yeah. Our spirit is whole 
and our bodies are whole. My mind is whole. But that's okay. the thing. He said, but how did God bring us into this shalom? How did he bring us to this place of wholeness? Through his work on the cross, by his taking our stripes and carrying our pains on himself. Um, he's done that. And so, um, so that's when, so peace, as, as modern translations came, well, in fact, let's have a look. Let's see what modern translations have done with this. Um, he's made us well, our well-being, our peace. Well, that's a modern translation. They still use peace. <laughs> uh, and I believe the reason they've used peace <coughs> is because the King James used peace. Yeah. And that has sort of permeated the, the translation yeah. mindset. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, this is the, the Jewish Bible. It makes us whole. Fell on him. Um, there's the King James. Living Bible. Peace. Peace, yeah. Um, healed, so they've, they've put it actually it made the physical yeah. wholeness part of that. Um, message Bible made us whole, um, made whole. P, um, let's jump down the amplified and see what they've got. <laughs> um, the chastisement, the needful to obtain peace and well-being for us. Okay, so it is peace and well-being. Added it. Just two different concepts, but. Actually, that it's the one. Yeah. As if, as if it's two things, but it was actually just one. Well-being. But I like well-being. Yeah. Um, it's funny when you look at it. What does well-being mean? It's a little high. Well, it means being well. It's nothing. Where did this start? Now, this is obviously in the, Isaiah is talking about, it is talking about spiritual well-being, and it's talking about physical well-being. Yeah. Where does that start? By the work of the, the Messiah coming dying on the cross for us, taking our punishment on himself, but that we could then come into that place of well-being yeah. and wholeness. But it's not limited to just those two areas, but any, every time it speaks of it, it's probably bringing out an emphasis of one, you know, of one of its aspects, mm. but knowing that all the aspects are still there. Um, so let's look at another... Um, well, let's see what else... Okay, let's just finish off here so we can... And the use of peace as a word of greeting implies a desire for the addressee's well-being in the wider sense. All right? To die in peace connotes that one has completed a full and satisfying life. All right? Um, yeah, and Genesis 15, 15 sort of shows that. I'm talking to Abraham, as for you, you know, at, at the end of your days, because of God's promises to him, as for you, you will go to your ancestors in peace. Yeah. And so you'll go in shalom. All right. Um, nothing missing. You, you've gone, you've enjoyed all your life. You've had every aspect of it fulfilled. Do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, that's, good. that's the concept of it. So that's what they're saying. Um, to achieve this completeness, having fulfilled the divine purposes for one's life, is virtually equivalent of salvation. Thus, and I've just wrote shalom in there because I missed the O. Um, was often written on shalom. Um, was often written on Jewish gravestones, and the Greek in in Irene, in peace, was similarly used in early Christian cemetery inscriptions. So, on a Jewish gravestone, they would write shalom, yeah. and that means. Um, He's, he's lived a full life. He's completed. It's done. Well done. Wholeness. And then the Jew, um, new early Christians 
on their gravestones, they used to put en eurene, the Greek word, which would be in peace. Yeah. But again, what they were meaning was, was the whole shalom concept, not yeah. just he died without being in fight, yeah. in a fight, do you know what I mean? You, you know, no, no, it's not to do, it's the whole thing. That's good. Um, okay, so let's look at a couple of key scriptures and so we can unpack this a bit further. The reason it's important is, um, um, well, let's look at a New Testament one, Ephesians 6.15. Can you remember the, um, the armor, the battle, you know, the helmet of salvation? Josh, can you remember the... What, what's the armor? Anyone here remember yeah, the armor? He's testing me. Um, how want to salvation? Any? Not in order. You can. Belt uh, of truth. Belt of truth. Shield of faith. Shield of faith. Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Um, something of peace. Was it? Shoes. Yeah. So, um, so we've got. Probably, probably shouldn't speak without not being hundred percent. Yeah. Having girded your loins with truth. Belt. Belt, put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of Erene, and then the shield of faith, and then the sword of the spirit, and the helmet of salvation. Yes. So, but in there, in there is the, is the feet. We're, we're solid. We're made. We 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 we're steady because of the gospel. But it's not just any gospel. It's the gospel of Erene. Yeah. Now. That's okay, good. so if you take the narrow sense, okay, let's take the, the classical Greek sense. That means the gospel where God and people are not fighting anymore. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've, we've reconnected. Do you know what I mean? We're not fighting. But put the shalom in there, which is the understanding that Paul has whenever he spoke of Irene. He said the good news about how God has brought completeness and yeah. wholeness in our relationship with God and with everything to do with us and our bodies and our relationships and our finances. It's a all-encompassing. It's the thing that we stand on, yeah. this good news, this gospel regarding Irene. All right? Um, and I can show that even further. In fact, um, yeah, why don't we do that? Um, Let's go. Okay, well, let's go to Isaiah 52, 7, because that'll fall on, on from that a little bit more. Isaiah 52, 7. Speaking about the Messiah. Now, this is scripture, um, and based on Nahum, um, there's a scripture reference to this in Nahum as well. But these scriptures, this one, and Nahum scripture, is what Paul picked up on in Romans 10, when he said, um, how will they know unless someone is sent? And, you know, and, he's, and then he sort of quotes bits and pieces of this. And it says, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Okay. Oh, how amazing when, when, when we come to hear the good news, the good news of God's rescuing and, and bringing us. And what is that good news? Who announces shalom. Oh, um, who brings us, announces shalom mm. and brings good news of happiness. <laughs> who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. It's, you know, it's... Oh, Good news. The, what is the good news? It's shalom. It's happiness and peace. Yeah. It's salvation. Oh, your God reigns. Now let's actually look at Romans 10 when Paul talks about this. Um, and this is this is a little bit of my teaching. You know, you, you, everyone can judge me and say whether they, they're happy with it. Um, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Um Go back a little bit. I've jumped too far ahead. Um, verse 14. Let's do it. How then shall they 
Call upon him whom they have not believed. How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. All right? Now, you notice, first of all, this is not a full... Um, you know, that verse when it was longer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, this is shortened. And they, um, you, know, you, you don't have to do this research, but they're trying to work out what translation was Paul actually referring to. You know, was it the an original Hebrew translation? Was it the Septuagint? Um, and it's sort of oh, a bit of a bit of both. You know what I mean? And, and maybe there was another Greek translation that we don't have an access to. And I'm like, hey, hey, I know what I'm like when I'm quoting scripture. <laughs> I'm guessing Paul was a little bit like that too. You know what I mean? He would actually quote scripture sometimes and just do the Paul version. Paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like, he's just, so I'm not so totally sure he was ever quoting a particular yeah. version that could just be the way he was saying, I'm just picking a few things, putting them together. And then I say, just as it's written, I don't mean exactly written like this. I just mean, these, this is what the scripture was saying. Yeah. And then, then here's what I'm saying. Um, so... Um, but, but the New American brings it out. Some of the other translations don't, because the way the way it says is um, the good news. The word "good news" is um, one one word. Um, oh, let's, let's have a look. We're in we're in Academy. Take us take a moment. You can actually look at these things. Do you know? What? Let's take a time. Let's look. The word the word in um, um, all right. This is the word for good news. It's one word, one Greek word for good news. All right, and it's made up of. Um, let's see if I can. Oh, that's not what I want. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. All right. So um, that's it in the Greek, which won't help you at all. But this is in English down here. All right. EU, um, and there's one word like ooh. Agelizo. Ooh, agelizo. All right? Ooh, agelizo. And you're like, what in the world are we talking about here? Well, let's actually... Um... He said that's the English. No, 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 that's the Greek. In, in using English letters. Oh, in using... Okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, when that, that's, that's using the um, English. Yeah, so, ooh, agelizo. All right, now let's just let's divide it into um, a little part in here. Let's put a division. EU, that's the Greek word for good. That means good. Mm. Whenever there's a double G in the Greek, uh, the actual way of pronouncing that in English that we do now is NG. So that not agalizol, it's angalizol. Does that make sense? Angelizo. Yeah. All right. Can you see the word angel there? A N G. Yeah. So that's where. Angel. Yeah. Okay. That's because a gelizol is the word for message, messenger, and an angel yeah. is a messenger. All right. An angel is a messenger. Yep. And this is the good message. The good message. There you go. Good message. All right. Um, we have put that into our English. And made the U of V. Let's see if I can just write down the top. And then put the word angel in there. Evangelize. 
evangelist or evangelize or evangelism evangelist, yeah. is event the word evangelism is just the word good messenger yeah so if i'm bringing the evangel uh, 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 if, if i'm an evangelist i am a good messenger yeah um, evangelism is is taking the good message yeah so it's just all rooted back into yeah, it, right? good. good good message okay it's the good message it's the good message about good things all right so um when we when we sort of hear of um the good news you know that's that's what it is it's a good message um to evangelize is to put like a, a greek sort of word on but we just to evangelize is just take the the, the good message to yeah people. it's a good what type of message is it josh it's a good, good message. message. It's a good message. What is the good message about? Well, the good message is that Jesus came. Yeah. All right. And the good message is that we've got peace with God. Yeah. That's a little narrow. <laughs> what if there was a good message about all the good things that God has done? Yeah. What, what would that message be about? It would, the good message would be about the shalom mm. that God has brought. Yeah. The wholeness, the well-being, the everything. So Paul is referring to that passage that says the messenger came to bring the good message. What was the good message? Shalom. <laughs> the good message he brought was shalom. shalom. That the Hebrew was, you know, shalom. He brought that. So, um, and now the funny thing is, and I don't know how to sort of, um, uh, I can get rid of that. Um, In the Greek, I want, I want, I want, brings good tidings of, and there's this, this other Greek word at the end which means good, good thing, good things, good type, good, a good message of good. So it's not ooh, ooh, ooh means good, but yeah. there's another word, ag agatho, agatho. I'm guessing the word agatha means good. Person, I'm thinking someone, I used to know someone called agatha, yeah. probably from the word good, a agatho. <coughs> so it's a angelio agatha. And mm -hmm. some some translations don't put the last bit in. They just say good. It's a good message. Yeah. And they, I'm guessing they presume that means good message, and and you're saying good twice. So don't you know good message good, a good message about good. So they're like, well, you know, sometimes it's probably not needed in English. So if you have, um, if we looked at this in the New English translation, how timely is the arrival of those who pro proclaim the good news? Yeah. But look at what the New American and a few other translations do. So the, we're going to put that last good in as well because it's sort of there. And I, and I haven't been able to find out why some don't have. But I'm, it says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good tidings of good things. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So see how they put the, the second yeah. one in? And, um, good tidings of good things. Yeah, so the Holman Bible. Now it's the gospel of good things. So it's like, oh, it's the good news. The gospel, the word gospel is good news. Yeah. It's just a, so it's like the good news of good things um, and the, the Jewish Bible announcing good news about good things good things all right but some translations um, don't put it in um, yeah. so so you know you look at some translations uh, let's stop with good good tidings or good news because they sort of say well good news is about good things I, I presume that's why they don't I like to think that Paul says shared good news about and then he's looking uh, so to go back to our scripture here let's go back to isaiah 52. what are the good things that the messenger brings um who announces shalom 
good news of happiness, who announces salvation, and says to Zion, your God reigns. They're yeah. good things. Yeah. All right? Paul said, ah, I'm not going to write them all down. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. And good things. He wrote good news about good things. <laughs> He's like, yeah. ah, he could have said about peace and good happiness and salvation. And he said they wrote good news about Good things. <laughs> that's just my. That's my. They'll friend. know. Yeah, that, they'll know. Yeah, exactly. They'll know because I'll know the scripture. All right. I won't write the whole scripture out. Yeah. They'll know. They'll you know, know the good news about good things. Yeah. So, Paul sa- says, "Hey, how do we get hold of um, um, the good news? Do you know what I mean? The gospel. It's the good news about all the good things. <laughs> what are those good things? Well, just go back to Isaiah, and he'll tell you. Shalom." Which is all about the all good the things. things. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it says Paul expected that we would respond to a gospel which was all the good things. Yeah. It's a good news about it's good news about all the good. That's really good. It's really good. How do we, what is the good? How do we define the good? Shalom. Yeah. Shalom is the good. It's all the good. It's everything that we have. So shalom is the good. Um, so. Let's look at I. Um, let's look at Psalm thirty-five twenty-seven. And um, let's catch up with a few of our comments here. I, I've been reading the the what Caleb just said. Remember the Sunday school song, Josh? I'm like not. Sure, at the moment. So maybe it, that would have been about the armor. I'm guessing armor. He, he was saying go back to your Sunday school days, and there would have been a song about the armor. Yeah, I. Is remember, that what you mean, I remember Caleb? wearing the armor. Yeah. Um, Zari was in hospital um, with RSV. That's not a... Um, <laughs> RSV to me is um, a version of the Bible, could revise standard version. I don't think she meant she was in hospital with the Bible. Um, <laughs> imagine RSV was a breathing sort of um, thing. Yeah. Um, struggling to breathe. I remember this was the passage God brought alive as our rhema word for her. And give you shalom. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. Her lungs and body working as they should. Yeah. Amen. That's Amen. A that's it. Hundred percent. That rhema word shalom onto Zari's body. That's what Zari is enjoying today. Yeah. Shalom. So good. And shalom means breathing freely. Oh. All the good things. All the good things. All the good things that God has given. Psalm thirty-five twenty-seven. May those who desire my vindication shout for joy and rejoice. May they continually say, oh, hang on. May they occasionally say. May they on once every now and again. Every now and then. Yeah. May they continually say, may Yahweh, the Lord, be praised for he wants his servant to be secure. That's really cool. Yeah. New American. Um, let, them, let them say continually, the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servant. Holman. Who takes pleasure in the servant's well-being? Are you guessing what's happening here, Josh? The Jewish Bible. Who great is Adonai? Who delights in the peace of his servant? All the good things. Ah, so all the good things. That's what he's saying. It's if anyone worked out what that word peace, prosperity, um, goodness, you know, is. Well, it's not much of a prize because <laughs> it's the topic of this whole Shallow. this whole thing. Prosperity here is the word. Shalom, peace or tranquility. So it's correct to translate it peace, but it just means way more. And it says God. He says, now let's unpack this. What did it say? He wants you to continually say. What does God want you to say? 
The Lord be praised for he wants. Okay, wants, I don't I don't think gives the um sense of this as much that yeah. he would. New American, I think it's a bit better, who delights in the prosperity of his servant. Holman Bible, he takes pleasure in his servant's well-being. Okay, what does he want to say? He said, God loves it when we are living in the fullness of his shalom. Yeah. That's what he loves. God loves it when his people are living in shalom. Hallelujah. So good. So good. So what are we can what are we to say all the time? God loves it when we're living in shalom. Yeah. God loves it when we are living. What does God like? God loves it when we are living in shalom. What does God oh, we gotta just keep saying God, God love loves it. it when we are living with all the good things. All the good things. That's like that's our own little um definition of it now. Yeah. The good, good things. things. It's just a summary. All the good stuff. It's very you know, good. It's all encompassing. Yeah. Um, I've got a reference here, Isaiah forty eight twenty seven, which I've oh, sorry. Isaiah 48, 18. I sort of remember it. We'll see, we'll see what it, why I wrote that. <laughs> Isaiah 48, 18. Connected to this verse. Um, let's go. Um, oh, okay. All right, let's just read from verse 17. So, Isaiah prophesying, speaking, the Lord speaking to his people. The Lord... This, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am Yahweh, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. I'm the one who tells you how to get there, and, and, yeah. and, and it's amazing. And he says, if only you had paid attention. You know, like, ah, guys, where was he leading to? If they paid attention, he said, if you'd paid attention, then your well-being, okay, no, no prizes for guessing what the word where well-being is, then your shalom, then your peace, then your shalom would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. There's a connection there. Shalom and righteousness. God sort of intertwines those two concepts. Yeah. But he says, if you had just followed what I said, your shalom would have been big. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I just want it. God delights when his people are walking in shalom. Yeah. That's he said, if you just obeyed me, I could have given you heaps of shalom. But you didn't obey me. Yeah. So that's... A, and he said, your descendants would have been like the sand, your offspring like its grain. You would have been, oh, you would have been great because shalom. But, if, you know, can you see if you just sort of said, then your peace would have been like a river. Wouldn't un, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't catch it. Oh, something get narrow. No, that's just a narrow stream. Yeah, okay? that's, no, no, no. That's not the whole river. The whole river is all the goodness, all the good things, all the blessing. Um, so... Um, I've got one more scripture here. I'm not sure what it is, so let's just have a look. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's in Isaiah. So I was just writing down some before. Um... Oh. For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness, my chesed. Chesed enough. Go back to early episodes if you don't know what that means. It's all intertwined. Yeah. My chesed will not be removed from you and my covenant of shalom will not be shaken. Mm. He calls it his covenant of shalom. Yeah. That's covenant of good things. Yeah, it's his covenant. So let's go back to um, here. I just want you to. Oh, hang on a sec. Oh. Okay, quickly, go back here at the start because we sort of um, we sort of have sort of built on this so much now. Yeah. Let's take a sec. Go back. All those scriptures we're talking about, Shalom. Here it is. Okay, it is. 
Um, its basic meaning is totality or completeness. The nuances include fulfillment, completion, maturity. And that means you've grown up. Yeah. When I say to you, Shalom, I mean you've grown, yeah. you've developed, you've, you've got to your, your full fruitfulness, your full capacity. That's good, so yeah. when I say Shalom, I mean you've, you've, you're doing everything you were called to do. You've found your destiny, you're fulfilling your destiny. Yeah. Um, soundness. Yeah, not just um, under a storm. You're gonna you're gonna hold steady because you're in shalom. Yeah, um, that's good. Wholeness, both individual and communal. We'll get on this. Community, harmony, tranquility, security, well-being, welfare, friendship, agreement, success, and prosperity. So it's financial. It's your success in life. It's you're doing well. Because God, shalom. That's his picture. That's his plan. Does God really want it? Oh, we've got to say continually, <laughs> God loves it when we are in shalom. Yeah. That's what he said. Say, say yeah. all the time. God loves it when you're in shalom. He desires my shalom. He wants me to be shalom. Now, let's go do it. So that was um, all taken from this one here, the um, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. Let's go to the one that it was just on the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament. This is one that just focuses purely on the Greek word and it's like it is, as far as I know, it's like a gold standard of, um, if you're gonna study this, mm. yeah, you would have this. Um, so the Greek concept of arene, for the Greeks, arene primarily den den denotes a state. It's just like, I'm in peace. It's a relationship or an attitude. It's the opposite of plemos, which is war. That's the, the Greek concept. All right. Yeah. But they're talking about this is a Greek dictionary. For it's the New Testament. Why are they talking about the Old Testament? Its basic sense is not the narrow one of peace, but the wider one of well-being. Yeah. In Ezekiel, it is God who makes the covenant that results in peace, so that the term can finally express the relationship between God and His people. And Isaiah fifty-four ten. Well, that's the covenant of peace yeah. that we looked at. All right. It is always a religious term in as much as all blessings are seen to come from God. In all probability, then, the religious significance is primary. It's, it's God that brings us into shalom. And, and that's because it's everything going to come out of God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? True. Right. true. Okay, now here, this is an interesting point is, yeah, ignore my spelling mistakes, because an interesting point doesn't make the same thing. An interesting point is that for all its wealth of meaning in the Old Testament, Shalom nowhere denotes specifically an attitude of inward peace. Now, that's, that's something that we talk about very much in, the, in our... We say, oh, peace is... I'm in peace. Yeah. All right? But it's, 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 you know, in the Old Testament, when they talk about peace, they're very rarely talking... They're not, not so much concerned what was in you. Um, shalom always finds external manifestation. How do I know you have peace? By what you're living in. Yeah. It's, what, it's, 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 it's the surrounding of you. That's good. And in its most common use, it is a social rather than individual term. Forgive, forgive the fact that my notes have been rubbed off. It's a social rather than individual term. So God, when he says shalom, he just doesn't mean you happy in your little space. Yeah. He means you in community you with everyone. are in well-being and wholeness and it's all good. Um, so in the, new, um, in, the, um, in the Septuagint, most uses Arani for the Old Testament Shalom. The content of the Hebrew naturally influences the Greek term. And in turn, the Septuagint usage affects the significance of Arani for Greek-speaking Christians. Exactly what we said. This is, this is saying exactly the same thing. When you see it in the Greek, 
the Hebrew mindset has been brought yeah. into that word. All right. So in the New Testament, the main meaning in the New Testament is obviously not the Greek one. Not the traditional Greek one, but the salvation in a deeper sense. Peace then embraces the salvation of the whole person. Yeah. And in Christ, this is already present as the power of God. So you, and I'm like, this is like Kenneth Copeland wrote this. <laughs> this is what he's been preaching all this time. Yeah. This is what he's been saying. That's good. It's salvation of the whole person. It's shalom. So when Billy Brim said, oh, guess what? There's a word called shalom and it's got all this. And, as I, and I said, that's good. And as I dug into it, I think Billy Brim hasn't shared half of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. so comprehensive and so widespread. Um, yeah, so nothing missing, nothing broken. So that was, that was the, 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 um, so the way Billy Brim would give that definition. Shalom, nothing missing, yeah. nothing broken. You know, it's a wholeness. It's, it's it, incompleteness. It's all there and it's all good. Yeah. And um, so, but I, I want to finish with that understanding. It's not just meant to be something where, oh, inside I'm feeling good. It's actually, it's meant to manifest. Yeah. And it's meant to be manifested in a community social sense. All right. It's meant to em embrace you with others being in shalom. That means that you're in good relationship with them, but also you're bringing them into prosperity. You're bringing them into largeness. That your 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 group, your people, are doing well, and you're at peace. Do you know what I mean? It's ah, it's almost like that's the message that's been yeah. preached all this time. So that what God's it's the message that um, God has given us from Isaiah. You know, from from deserts into gardens, wherever we are, where to bring shalom. Yeah. Oh, what was Isaiah saying? This is the message you bring. Shalom. Oh, that's the good stuff the good and all the good things. As it was written. As all the message and the good, you know, all the good. Um, and we meant that's not just for us. That's our community. That's for our people. That's for our family. That's for our society. But while we're here, I'm believing for shalom yeah. and to be blessing. And, you know, now I understand you now what God says. Oh, I wish you would listen. I listen. You remember that scripture? Says, I wish you would understand what I taught because I would like to make your shalom like a river. Yeah. All right, that's my desire. God's desire is shalom for all his people. But, you know, we've got to embrace it. We've got to receive yeah. it. We've got to walk in it. We've got to work with the, the shalom that's as God good. brings. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, nothing missing, nothing broken. So, if there's any area of your life and you've been praying and you've been speaking over that part of your body, over that area of your life, and like I said, this is, a, this is in the context of covenant and healing, yeah. but it's not, this is not a healing word. This is a word that goes well beyond healing. That's a stream. <laughs> but that's one of the streams in it. And so, we've been leaning into that as shalom means um, nothing missing. How do we know it's particularly about healing? Well, we know in Isaiah 53 when we went there, it's like, by his stripes, by his wounds, he's taken my at my punishment so that you bring me into shalom yeah. and that's spiritual healing and physical healing matthew so we can you know matthew 8 you know so all those scriptures tying together and so you can have confidence that that's god's plan for you shalom nothing missing nothing broken nothing missing nothing broken so um that's your confidence is to go and to, to say okay lord that's what i'm believing and yeah. expecting and um you know and i don't know how many times we've used that in a literal sense when um when someone has damaged their arm we say okay god nothing missing and even a bone in the arm we declare nothing broken yeah. and we say okay so no, it, it's been damaged we're going to believe healing and wholeness so that, that that arm is full without any breaking and or any you know any fracture or anything like that we're going to believe god 
And, you know, so we, we, we've narrowed it down even to a literal manifestation. Well, is, is that good? Of course it is. It's in the shalom. It's, all, it's in all the good. Yeah. All, the, all the, the good stuff. It's all the good stuff that's part of this. And um, if you go back to Romans 10, when Paul says, hey, how will they know unless they hear? And how will they hear unless someone is sent? And the messenger is to come to them. And the message we are to bring is the good news of Shalom. shalom. This is what God is one. It's part of our message to the world. Yeah. It's what we bring. We are meant to to share. And you know, and people who who just think, oh, let's narrow God what God's done to salvation. Isn't that enough? Well, hey, any salvation is more than enough. But it's not what God says He wants us to continually say. Yeah. He wants us to continually say, I love, I love it when my children are walking in shalom. That's good. Okay. And um, so yeah, He wants us saved. He wants us saved from our sins. He wants us whole. He wants us complete. He wants us to fulfill our destiny. He wants us to live with a, a sound mind. He wants us to live with, with good relationships. He doesn't want us to be broken and have our finances uh, undone. So when I meet you and I say shalom, what I mean, Josh, I don't want you to be in debt to anybody. I don't want you to be um, under a sense of obligation. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be in, in slavery to anything. Mm. I want you free and whole. I want yeah. you prosperous and I want you being blessed and I want your prosperity. That's why it says, you know, in Isaiah, and that we may continually say the Lord delights in the prosperity. That's you know, some of the translations actually use that word, the prosperity. Yeah. But can I just say, often you would say, oh man, prosperity is a great translation. It's narrow because <laughs> people think prosperity can be about finances. It's, you know what I mean? That's good that they're thinking money and yeah. talking money, but it's not just money. It's all the areas. But So he wants us to prosper and be in health and um, f flourish. So um, that's why I get pretty excited about it because it covers everything. And that's why I want you right now to be receiving um, this sense of a shalom, working into your family, working into your circumstances, working. The, that's God's plan. That's what God wants. Hallelujah. Josh, would you just pray for people right now? And, and, and I always encourage, do something right now which is going to connect your faith with this yes. prayer. All right? We've been preaching. We've been speaking. Josh's faith has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I've, I've sensed it. You know what I mean? Like he's like... Okay, this is your chance to take what's been building your heart. Now just pray it for people. Yeah. Release it into people's lives right now. Father God, we just declare shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness in every area. And even as we, uh, you put your hand, if it's a physical, if it's a healing, you put your hand there right now. And we declare that shalom over that wholeness, not just a stream, but the whole river, all yes. the good things, the good things that God you are delighting in, the things that are in the storehouse that you have given freely because of Jesus on the cross. So we declare that shalom over everyone, um, that we are in good standing, not just in our communities, in our, um, with our relationships, but with healing with peace, with our mind, with every part, with every aspect. We just declare that right now. Nothing missing, nothing broken, whole and well. We are well, Father God, because you have given that for us. You have paid for that for us. And so we declare that right now. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in agreement with that. We're believing for that. Um, love to hear comments from you regarding... Um, any areas that God has been working in you as we've been ministering to and sharing and, and praying for you, feedback, um, I will... Um, they want the... the things. Okay, what, I, what I, I'm think, thinking practically how I can do this. Um, um, 
What I'm gonna do is what we normally do, we upload it and we put it on our YouTube channel, but we also put it into our Breakthrough um, website. Um, we have um, an Academy viewing section. You, you go and click on Watch and you can watch our Sunday messages, you can watch our Espanol, but you can also watch Academy. You click on that Academy, I'm pretty sure that Academy allows you to um, put a, a link of file. Yeah. So there'll be something a download there. So if you go to our Academy um, section on um, our Breakthrough website, and when the when the um, when this link comes up to this message, underneath there will be a link to just a, a screenshot of this, so that you can go back and um, and, and do that. All right. So I will I will update that as well. And. Um, yeah, so um, be blessed. We'll come next week. Next week we can talk about um, El Shaddai. That was yeah. just thing you told me. Two things. Yeah. Um, Shalom and El Shaddai. Well, next week we can talk about El Shaddai. I, I think that there was so much like unpacked today. <laughs> it was just like, you know, yeah. just like bombs going off. Like, um, and so it's been so good. And I'm now look, look, looking forward to next week and what, what is going to happen. So thanks so, for joining us everyone uh, yeah. be blessed and looking forward to seeing you next week okay god bless you bye